All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible, book by book. This is the book of Exodus, and I am Pastor Luke Dunn. Um, and I wanted to share with you just a s- brief overview of something that I kind of missed last time, which is that um, as we look at these first five books, uh, Genesis through Deuteronomy, um, originally they were all understood as basically one book called the Torah. Um, and then they were kind of subdivided into these sections um, that we take as individual books. And so when we approach the book of Exodus, um, the the name that we have for it is Exodus, um, because that's really what the book is about, the, the people of God coming out of Egypt and uh, being rescued from slavery and um, how God um, miraculously and, and powerfully um, did this great, act um, in history, uh, kind of a unique thing where uh, uh, an entire nation is freed um, from a powerful nation. But the original um, section uh, of this of the Torah uh, was named Names, uh, which to us probably sounds a little bit odd, um, but th- it comes from the first word in that book, which was uh, these are the names of those who entered uh, e- Israel or uh, Egypt. Um, so it's kind of a, a funny or ironic uh, thing where the uh, the book of Exodus, which is really all about God taking his people out of Egypt, uh, originally was understood or named for those going into Egypt. Um, so the book is uh, written, or the whole Torah is written by Moses, and then in Exodus what we are introduced to is uh, the character Moses. And so it uh, is his story uh, of um, his life and then his uh, call and rise to leadership. Um, now, as, as you read through the book of Exodus, uh, the first half um more or less, is going to be fairly interesting. And so as you're reading through Scripture, you're reading through Genesis, and you might get a little bit um, slowed down by some of the genealogy. Uh, but more or less, I mean, it's it's pretty uh, fast-paced, interesting stories, one character after the next, and then you come to Exodus, and it's kind of the same. Um, it's a, a, a pretty um, exciting uh, rescue story and and uh, all the things that God does through the plagues of Egypt and um, uh, the the Red Sea crossing and all that you know is fascinating, and then you come to uh, Exodus chapter nineteen and um, Moses goes out up to Mount Sinai and um, is talking to God face to face and uh, all of that and, and Exodus twenty is the Ten Commandments uh, listed out, you know, for, and, and then from there on out, Exodus slows down, um, or at least it um, becomes a little bit more difficult, uh, especially for a new believer or somebody who's uh, just f- beginning to familiarize yourself with the Bible, uh, because now it's laws and the rules and regulations for God's people. And um, then there's a little brief interlude of some some more stories of the golden calf and and uh, how how um, God um, used Moses to kind of rescue his people from idolatry um, and restore them, uh, but then it goes back into uh, the tabernacle 
details, all the different elements of the size and dimensions and all the different artifacts uh, that need to be made and how they should be, be made in, in very particular detail. And so what happens for a lot of folks as they read through uh, Scripture and they, they have this um, desire to read through the whole Bible and they start in Genesis, they get to Exodus, they get about halfway through, and they might get a little bit uh, frustrated if they're not super dedicated to just plowing through um, some of that that detail that's a little bit more difficult to grasp or understand or really wrap your mind around um, and, and maybe just quit. Um, and that's why, you know, we see this all the time where people um, make a good start and then they, they get frustrated and, and stop um, and not maybe realizing that uh, that you can jump around in Scripture. You can actually, if you're having a hard time with a certain book or a certain area in Scripture, um, you can go to another book and you can read that and then come back later, uh, maybe when you've gotten more familiar with what the Bible's about and, uh, and you have this idea of how to read Scripture and then you come back to some of those books and read through. And, and I'll tell you, I've read the, bu- the Bible at least 20 times, um, maybe more. And I still find some of those sections a little bit difficult um, to read. I, I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll read through them, um, and I'll just keep making my way through difficult sections. Uh, the last half of Exodus tends to be one. The first part of uh, the book of Numbers tends to be a little bit more difficult. Uh, the first about 10 chapters of uh, First Chronicles is a little bit that way um, because they're uh, giving us important information, um, but it's not necessarily uh, inspiring um, when you're trying to understand who God is and what his plan is and what he's saying to you. Um, but they're still important scriptures, uh, inspired scriptures that are very uh, necessary for God to give us uh, an understanding of who he is and what he's doing. So as you get through um, Exodus, here's what you're going to find is that uh, Exodus is really about Moses um, and how God is going to raise up this one figure um, to be the, the champion and the prophet uh, who is going to um, rescue God's people from slavery. He's going to lead God's people through uh, some very difficult uh, experiences. He's going to be the, the main person that God is going to communicate with and then who's going to transfer uh, the, the revelation of God's word and God's laws and his commands and his will uh, to God's people, and that not just the Israelites in that generation, but God's people for all time. And so even now, as uh, people who live 3,500 um, years later, 40, no, more than that, no, 3,500, I was right, um, about 3,500 years after the life of Moses, we are people who still uh, read Moses' uh, writings and um, are still uh, trained by uh, his uh, teaching and, and are still informed by uh, his relationship with God. And so one of the most important 
um, passages in Exodus. Now, I mean, when I say that, all, all Scripture is important. It's all inspired and it's all um, given to us by God. It's, it's breathed out by God and, and inspired and necessary and, and needed and helpful. Um, but there are passages that reveal some specific and, and uh, very important uh, information um, that uh, we, we learn some things about God that we just maybe didn't know before. Um, and so what happens in Exodus uh, chapter 3 is that uh, Moses um, has an experience at the burning bush, which most people are pretty familiar with. So in Exodus chapter 3, Moses at the burning bush um, is told by God that uh, his name um, because Moses says, well, who, who should I say is sending me? Because he's going to go back into Egypt and uh, rescue God's people. And God tells him, I am who I am. And so the name of God is revealed, and the name of God reveals the nature of God. Now, we've already learned in Genesis about the, the character of God. Um, and we know that God is the creator and that he is the only God and that he is a, a God that is holy and a God who is also merciful and, and gracious. Um, but in Exodus chapter 3, we come to this deeper understanding that God is um, who he is, which means that he is the source of everything that exists and that he is eternal in his nature. Now, I don't know if that sounds like a huge, mind-blowing revelation, um, but the reality is that that is the basis for um, our understanding of life, of, of matter, of energy, of anything that exists, that something has to exist eternally. Some, someone or something uh, must have the power of existence within it. it, it it's a, a deep philosophical um, and theological truth that if anything exists at all, then something must exist eternally, or else nothing could exist. Uh, and so God in Exodus chapter 3 reveals that he is the source of all existence. Um, and so 3,500 years ago, um, God is revealing this to humanity uh, that uh, any, any question that you have about uh, life and existence and meaning and um, who, g who God is and, and what life is all about and where this whole thing is going, it, it finds its answer in God himself, that he is the source of truth, knowledge, understanding, and purpose and meaning and future. Uh, where are we headed? Um, eternity. He has existed uh, since the beginning and, uh, and, bef and be before that because he is uh, beyond time. He is above uh, time. Uh, he is eternal in his nature. Um, and so what uh, we begin to understand is that um, there, there is a, a being um, that created everything for uh, a purpose, for his purpose and his will. Which is why, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you probably are interested in the, in the Bible. Why do we exist? Why are we here? What is what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of 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 my life? 
um, well, it finds its meaning and its purpose in the, the purpose of God, in the meaning of who he is. Um, if you're here, then it's because you were created. Uh, you didn't bring yourself into existence. Um, you were born without uh, any will or choice of your own. Uh, you didn't choose what you look like. You didn't choose your uh, personality. You didn't choose your gifts or your abilities. Um, you might hone them. You might develop some of them, but you are a product of something else. You've been created. And uh, what uh, God reveals is that he is the one who made you. And so if he made you, he has a plan and a purpose for you. Um, and so Exodus um, becomes this um, book that helps us to understand who, who is behind everything. Um, I am who I am. I will be who I will be. I am self-existent. Um, this is the name and the nature uh, of God. And from there, we see that God's plan of redemption um, is involved deeply and, and very personally in the, the people of Israel uh, who are in the beginning of Exodus are in slavery in Egypt. They have grown from a family of about 70 people to a nation of more than a million. Now, there are um, a lot of wild speculations about exactly how big this nation is. Um, the, there are some specific numbers given to us that there were 600,000 men um, who were 20 years older or older. So uh, we know for sure that, that the Bible declares that there were that many men, and then how many women and children um, were uh, also in the community. Uh, we're not told. They are not counted. Um, but it could be many times more than the 600,000. So sometimes people will try to roughly estimate, you know, what that number is. Um, and and it's, it's really beyond um, any necessity to do that. We don't need to try to figure it out. We can estimate it was probably, you know, 2 million or, or, or more. Um, but was it, you know, 3 million or was it 2.5 million? We, we don't really know. Um, and, and that's okay. We don't need to know that. Uh, but this whole nation is uh, miraculous miraculously um, rescued out of Egypt, and now they are a, uh, a people that God is going to put his stamp of identity on with uh, laws and rules and ritu rituals and ceremonies and a particular uh, form of worship. And, and in Exodus, what you see is that God is now clearly... Uh, defining how to have a correct relationship with himself. Exodus chapter 20 is the pivotal chapter uh, because that's where we see the Ten Commandments uh, listed out and given uh, to God's people. That Those are not obviously the only commands or rules or laws that they have, um, but they become the foundation for an understanding of how a person uh, can please God and, and have a right relationship with God that he, he is to be worshipped alone. There, you can have no other gods, uh, and that he needs to be highly honored, and that we, you have to uh, trust him. And, and part of that was with the Sabbath, that they were going to be a people unique in the world because they were going to trust God uh, to provide for them and not work one day 
week uh, and rest and just worship. Um, and then there are other laws that deal with how we relate to each other, how we ought to treat one another. Uh, so we have all the thou shalt not, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, and thou shalt not uh, steal, and thou shalt not covet. Um, but uh, from there, you have uh, many uh, different and difficult uh, laws given. Um, and the point uh, in that is that God is showing how holy he is um, and, and what a high requirement um, he puts on his people uh, to follow him, um, which leads us back to the grace that we're going to see uh, displayed in Christ, that Jesus is going to fulfill the entire law. He's going to live it out perfectly in a way that no one in all of creation, all of history ever has or was able to, and he's going to pay the ultimate price on the cross, shedding his blood, which is a reference back to uh, the Passover, which uh, becomes the most uh, important uh festival or uh, period of celebration uh, or observance uh, for God's people when he told them that they must put the blood of a lamb on their doorpost and then he would pass over their households, uh, which means that they would be protected. They would be covered by uh, grace, that God would overlook their sin, but he would then punish uh, the firstborn in Egypt. Uh, anyone who did not have the blood on their doorpost uh, was subject to judgment. Um, and so Jesus fulfills that ultimately by shedding his blood on the cross, which means that anyone who trusts in the blood of Jesus um, is saved. Um, and so the New Testament reveals how God has fulfilled this ultimate promise that uh, if you call in the name of Jesus, if you trust in his sacrifice, uh, then you will be saved eternally. Um, and so Exodus is a fantastic book for understanding who, who God is in all his holiness, um, but also it points to and it refers back to um, how gracious and loving God is um, in his willingness to sacrifice for us. So that uh, wraps up the book of Exodus. Uh, join us next time as we dive into uh, the book of Leviticus. And so uh, I hope that that will encourage you to jive into your Bible book by book.